0: You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 187 with Nicole Jensen. And today, we're calling you on your BS.
1: Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former Army medic-turned-lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael.
0: What's up, what's up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. Today, we we are calling you on your BS, and I'm pretty sure you think you know what that means, but I'll put money on it that you don't. And of course, today is yet another amazing conversation. So quite frankly, I'm just going to get right into it. But before I do, you know I have to allow you to be abundant in your life today by paying it forward to others and sharing men of abundance with everyone you come in contact with, or you know, at least the ones you like. All right, so let me introduce you to our featured guest today. Over the past 30 years, Nicole Jensen has empowered thousands of entrepreneurs to transform their ideas into a highly profitable and rewarding business. One that is fueled by their God given strengths and passion, aligns with their values, and allows them to make a lasting impact on their community. Her clients span five continents and range from startup entrepreneurs to industry leaders looking to expand and take their business to the next level and beyond. She is a business breakthrough coach, human behavior specialist, founder of Discover the Edge, and host of the Leaders of Transformation podcast. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Nicole Jensen. Nicole, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Wally. Thanks for having me here today.
0: It's my pleasure. Where are you at in the world?
1: I am in Southern California, California. A place called Laguna Niguel, which is just uh, kind of halfway between L.A. and San Diego.
0: Beautiful, beautiful place. Lots of sunshine. So kind of out in the area where Evan is at. Yes. Yes. Just
1: a little south of him.
0: Awesome. Yeah. The way he described, uh, and guys, if you don't know, you already heard the episode uh, a couple months ago, Evan Money. Uh, had on the show just an amazing individual who introduced Nicole and I, and uh, the way he described his location out in L.A., outside of L.A. kind of area, it did not sound like any L.A. I've ever heard of.
1: No, no, he lives in a beautiful place. It's kind of there's no billboards there. There's uh, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of ocean, a lot of peacefulness, beautiful estates, nice oh, amazing. area,
0: amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. So before we get too much into the conversation, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Nicole?
1: Mm, What I am grateful today for is uh, good people in my life. I just finished a conversation with uh, a, a transformational coach that I know who is an amazing individual. And I'm just so grateful to be able to have those kinds of conversations every day. And then, of course, this conversation. So this is... This is awesome. Man, I appreciate that. I really
0: appreciate that. Yeah, I dig these conversations. They really get me going. I mean, it don't matter what mood I'm in. I I used to think, man, should I postpone this conversation because I'm just not feeling it today. But I'll tell you, every time I get on these conversations, I I have these conversations just as much for me as I do to share you with men of abundance uh, because I I need this lift up as much as anybody else.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I hear you. That's why I do my podcast in part because I get to hang. It's a good excuse. I get to hang out with amazing people. Who doesn't want to do that?
0: Absolutely. And we're going to talk more about your podcast here in just a minute. You got a couple of them actually. And I talked a little bit about that in the pre-show, but just simply amazing. And we're going to get much more into that here in just a minute. But before we do, how would you describe yourself?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. It's like, oh, from what perspective? Which <laughs> viewpoint? But uh, I'm actually, a, I'm a very driven person, uh, always striving to be better. I, I like to win. And it's not that I'm I'm competitive. So it's not that I want to compete against other people. It's me competing with myself. And uh, my family is very important to me. Uh, I love helping people be their best and be who God created them to be.
0: Wonderful. I love that answer. So as we were talking about, about your podcast that you have, and the one that you know really kind of struck my my eye when when you know when I first saw it was Leaders of Transformation podcast. That just says yes. everything right there. Leaders. That's exactly what I consider myself a change agent. Um, I got that term from when I was an equal opportunity advisor in the army. We considered ourselves as change agent agents. We weren't going to change people, but we could at least plant some seeds here and there, and that's mm-hmm. the way we you know kind of. Perpetuated some of the change that we wanted in the world as far as diversity and everything and then Thanks. and then you 've got this other discover the edge that 's the first yeah. one I started listening to. I really did enjoy those two episodes that I originally uh, found when I was first looking at Nicole and finding out what she had going on and the the episodes i 'm referring to is is school effectively preparing kids.
1: Sure. Well, when you said I have two podcasts, I'm like, I don't have two podcasts. I have a podcast called Leaders of Transformation, which I have uh, been doing for the last couple of years now. And I've interviewed about 150 amazing thought leaders and difference makers from different parts of the world. Discover the Edge, what you came across was a uh, 10 uh, part podcast that I did back in 2013 with Nick Pereira. Who at the time was working with me in Discover the Edge, and we did these uh, did these podcasts, which were awesome. And <laughs> thanks for reminding me; I totally <laughs> forgot that I had done that. Geez, you know, it's just uh, it's all good. It's good to know that's out there. You're like, oh, it's on iTunes. I'm like, really? Anyway, so uh, but yeah, I I uh, had some a lot of fun back then, and and I will be relaunching that in the new year, um, in 2018. We'll be rela- relaunching that. And uh, that'll be a solo podcast, most likely, uh, where I'll be sharing some thoughts. um, And then the guest interviews that I do will continue to be on Leaders of Transformation.
0: Awesome. So let's talk about Leaders of Transformation. I am really digging that podcast. You are having some very thought-provoking conversations on there. Where did that all come about?
1: Well, that's an interesting, uh, interesting story. Actually, I was um, looking at doing I was considering doing a podcast more loosely, um, just kind of, you know, everybody has, you know, they have little ideas in the shower type of thing. And I had thought it'd be really cool to do a podcast earlier in the year. And this is what back in 2000, I guess 15. And it was asked the experts, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll interview some people that are experts in what they do. And, Yada, 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 well, anyway, I did a few and I just, I wasn't feeling it. So, uh, later that year, I literally woke up in the middle of the night and it was like this divine download that said, you're gonna do a podcast, it's gonna be called Leaders of Transformation, I already had the name, I was gonna use it for something else, and you're gonna do this podcast, you're gonna interview these amazing people, go. And I'm like, I don't know that I wanna do a podcast, I wasn't really feeling it. And so, being obedient, though, I got up in that morning and I actually reached out to a friend of mine who has a very successful podcast. Um, and he was four hours ahead in time zones. so i he was up. So I called him and I said, hey, what's uh, what's the deal on podcasting? What do I need to know?" And long story short, we launched that, or I launched that two weeks later, we were live. And uh, so it's been kind of a jump in and learn how to swim. While uh, while in motion. So uh, yeah, so you know, it's been it's been amazing. Uh, We were saying earlier how fun it is to hang out with amazing people. One of the biggest blessings has been the people that I get to meet. I mean, you and I would not know each other, we wouldn't be having a conversation if it wasn't for that podcast. And, uh, the people that I've had the opportunity to meet and one person introduces us to another person that introduces you to another person and on it goes. And so it has been a tremendous blessing. It's also been very, uh, much a learning experience. I've learned so much from my guests and, uh, you know, I mean, I've been in business for a long time with my company, discover the edge and, uh, you know, you, I've gotten a chance to meet some amazing people, but, um, These last two years it has taken it up to a whole other level. And I've I've met people from all over the world, from all different backgrounds, walks of life, and people that are creating transformational worlds. So it's fun.
0: I really like that and I love what you said in, in reference to we always talk about this, especially when I'm talking to so many dynamic people that do get their voice their message heard is I just get the chance to talk to so many amazing people and I get my game lifted every single time I talk to somebody and I learn something new. And like you said, you've been in business for 30 years, but you're far from learning and from, you know, from other people that are at all different levels. I mean, because you always learn so much from your clients, uh, your peers, and, and of course, mentors and coaches that we, you know, bring into our lives. It's just amazing.
1: Yeah, the, the more I think I know, the more I realize I don't know yet, squat yet. <laughs> so I'm just getting started.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, of course, after that is, for me anyway, is staying focused on my mission and where I want to take it because what I see so many men doing and so many people in general is they'll see what somebody else is doing and it'll take them off track and say, well, that's a good idea. I like that type of, let's say, if they're working on marketing, for instance, well, I like. YouTube, or I like, you know, um, Zoom, or whatever the case may be. And so now I'm going to go do that, and you get off track of what you're, what was working, and you, you know, what you're, the, what you're moving forward with already. And then you basically get stuck in the mud. Have you experienced any really of that? really
1: great, that's a really <clears throat> great point. And yes, uh, one of the things that I'm very passionate about, uh, is helping people to play to their strengths. And I see strengths in other people, and, uh, naturally. And so, you know, I, I can fall in love with what it is they're doing and say, that is so awesome. And yeah, maybe I should be doing more of that. And Ooh, that's really good over here. And it's like all these bright, shiny objects. Mm -hmm. And you're right, you know, staying focused on being the best you and, you know, and, and for me to be the best me, and then we can collaborate and I can celebrate what you're doing. You can celebrate what I'm doing, but we stay in our lanes, so to speak, and uh, while at the same time learning as much as we possibly can, you know, about what we're focused on, and of course being well versed in other areas. Just, you know, it's it's always good to be uh, diverse in your learning experience. But, you know, yeah, staying focused, I think it's I think it's tough, especially right now with uh, the way business is going, and there's so much available at our fingertips. Through the internet, through social media, I mean, it it wasn't like that in the beginning. I, mean, you know, you're kind of, you know, listening to CDs or tapes back in the day when you were mm-hmm. actually listening to tape cassettes. Some of your audience might not even know what those are. <laughs> or ask your parents. Yeah, right. But you know, you know, it's like you, that's where you got your information, or going to seminars or whatever. But now, like all that's available. I mean, even podcasting—it's ridiculous. You can sit in your home and you can listen to people from all over the world for free. Uh, as long as you have internet access
0: yeah and, my first and a computer I mean it's crazy exactly exactly that's my first exposure to you know people like Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy was I was in Germany and I walk into the uh, post library and I'm just wandering around and I see this rack of you know these cassette tapes and these binders and stuff and I'm like hmm let me check that out so I get these I check out these cassette tapes and I was hooked. I was just hooked to Brian Tracy, who introduced me to Zig Ziglar, who introduced me to Jim Rohn. And it just goes on and on. And I just I just wore out some tapes. And I probably copied a few of them <laughs> as well so that I just can keep few. them. Just a few. <laughs> and I, I'm not like Evan. I don't still have mine. I wished I did. That would be cool. But, you know, and also, you know, I was part of an organization that used to send me a tape of the week and every week I got these motivational tapes with all these dynamic speakers and stuff so it definitely got started there but you know I'm looking at 30 years in business and we're talking about you know sometimes we don't want to really follow that shiny object but sometimes events happen that make us take a different route. And in many cases, that's what I refer to as a kick in the gut moment that kind of takes you to your knees and makes you reevaluate where you're going and what you thought you were doing and put you on a different path. I'd like for you to share one of those kick in the gut moments with us if you would really make us feel that.
1: Well, you know, I've had a few. I've had a few over the years. Um, the first one, I'll actually briefly touch on the first one to give the context of the second one, but... Um, one of the first ones was when um, I had worked really hard in helping my parents build a successful business in the network marketing space. And uh, I had my own business. I had started my own business when I was 16. Uh, and, uh, but I, but, there, but there, this business had grown so much, we were really just putting all, pouring all our energy into it. And, uh, and we built it into a, a $10 million business back in the early 90s. And I thought that that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, and, and what my parents, we all were like, this is what we're doing. We've, and we worked hard enough that we had gotten to the point where it was like done. It had been built. We had vertical growth. Everything was going well. And, and uh, there wasn't any reason to question uh, the future, And, uh, but long story short, uh, through some leadership issues and people's egos getting out of the way and power tripping and stuff, um, that business in a few years fell apart. Like, I mean, it, it hit rock bottom fast and that was, that was a real kick in the gut, but it was the first one, real one for me. And, uh, and it was not the first one for my parents. So it was more difficult uh, for them. For me, it, um, you know, I was like, oh, wow, what what, I, what can I learn from this? I mean, you go from, you know, having a business that this is like, you know, you're set for life. You don't have to work another day in your life to I got to start all over again. Not only have we lost the business, but we've lost everything uh, with it and relationships and to, you know, start from scratch and say, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And so that's when I sat down and I said, okay. You know uh, what am I good at? And I went through this process, and then that's how I actually started discover the edge. But fast forward, uh, a few, I thought, okay, and I'm sure some of your listeners will have felt that it's like, okay, I've got this now. You know, been there, done it. I went through my kick, of the gut mo- kick in the gut moment, and you know, life is good now, right? I've arrived, sort of thing. But um, a few years ago, I went through another challenge with a business I bought into a franchise. Uh, it was a mess. Um, the system wasn't in place, great people, but the system wasn't in place and it was just a disaster. And I spent about four and a half years, uh, working that business and, uh, and just struggling to salvage it. And also, you know, trying to fix their franchise system as I was trying to build my own franchise. And, uh, at the same time, my husband, Uh, we had gotten married. I was, you know, so thrilled. I got married at 38 years old for the first time. And I was so excited and, you know, married the love of my life. And, um, the, so I, I left the franchise, actually gave up that, that, uh, investment and just walked away from it. It wasn't going anywhere and it ended up uh, folding entirely. The whole franchise system's gone now, but, um, I walked away from that. And it was a big decision to walk away from, you know, big investment and everything. And, and, uh, and a month later, my husband announced that he didn't want to be with me anymore. Mm. And so it was like, one thing after and my health was failing, I was so burned out. And it was like one thing after the other after the other. And I really got to the point where I was like, really, you know, like, what the heck is going on? Why me? And, uh, and it was, it was tough. I mean, it was at that point, and I've shared this with, with a few people and said, you know, I got to the point, I remember the day that I said to my mom, I said, Mom, I feel like I'm playing a game I can't win. And I don't like playing games I can't win. And, uh, and so it was, you know, it was getting from there to how do I rebuild from that standpoint on all levels, you know, so yeah, that was the you know, and, and actually, what's interesting is that so he ended up he and I ended up living together, but separately for another two years while I tried to figure out what was wrong with me and how to you know, what did I contribute to this? And then I realized, oh, my gosh, he's going through stuff. It's actually not about me. This is about him and that whole process of understanding where he was at. He went through this midlife crisis, everything you can imagine to go along with that. Um, don't need to go into the details. You can figure it out, but it was just a mess. And then within the, the day that he actually announced I am moving out was the same day that this young man that I had been working with and was actually, he was working into partnership in my business also announced that he was leaving. So, You know, I got all this stuff going on and I'm like, really, the two people that I've invested the most time, money and energy and love into are both leaving me on the same day. And I can't tell you what I can't can't tell you what I said that, you know, I'll leave the expletives out. But I basically said, if anybody else wants to leave, there's the door, you know, and you get to that point where you go, you know, I've hit rock bottom. And and so, um, yeah, that was the that was the low point.
0: Yeah, so. (laughs) It's almost like a conspiracy on the cold day. Um, yep.
1: Felt like yeah,
0: it. I, I couldn't take it any other way personally. I, I, f- I definitely feel that. And I also feel the um, kick in the gut moment with the uh, business that you as a part of the MLM because I've personally seen that as well. Uh, and we can get into a whole other conversation on that because I've been in multiple companies and I've put thousands and I mean literally thousands of dollars in hundreds of thousands of hours of time as well into that industry and uh, to see it completely go away because of personalities and and a few things so that's a whole other conversation so I feel that I definitely feel that with you but then with everything else so you started to talk about you know you definitely learned something from the process with your uh, mom and dad in 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 the in the uh, MLM business but what did you learn from the whole process as far as with your husband and your partner leaving you
1: Well, the interesting thing is, is, you know, it, it, um, I thought that I had gotten to the point where I really, you know, was clear on who I was and I was confident. Anybody would have said to me, Nicole, you look so confident, you act so confident, you know who you are. And I did know who I was, but in that process, I lost a bit of that. I started to doubt myself because this wasn't the first time, right? This is, this is the second time now. And then of course, now you're putting on uh, laying on top of it, relational issues and all this kind of stuff, and uh, and so for me it was a real soul searching experience. Of really, um, all of my stuff came up, and I think that's why it, what's so important is that we're constantly growing. We're constantly putting ourselves in the space with coaches that will, you know, and, and and transformational mentors and leaders of people that can help us to continually peel back the layers of the onion and and really get to the root of who we are. And so uh, for me, it was realizing that, wow, you know what, I thought I had my stuff together and apparently I don't because this, is really per- I'm, this has become really personal to me. And um, so I went through this journey of really understanding um, who I was and getting to the point where I fully accepted myself, even when the person closest to me that I trusted the most, right, was, was rejecting me that i could be okay in that moment that's one thing then the second thing that was also very profound you know we're talking about men of abundance right this idea of being abundant what is an abundant life is is i got to the point of realizing that it wasn't about me all the stuff that was happening was that people were going through their own life they were doing their own thing and things were some things were working out Some people move on, you know, the, the, the young man who was, was working with me, you know what, he went on, he's built a a successful brand and I have, you know, after I got over the upset that first day or week or whatever, we ended up talking and working it out and I just was so happy for him and, but I had to get, I had to get outside my ego, beyond my ego to say what's best for him and you know what, it was the best thing for him and it was actually the best thing for me too. So it's really embracing, accepting what is, as opposed to fighting it and resisting it. And then with my husband, uh, I learned to love, and this is probably the most profound and the most transformational for me, was that I learned to forgive. People, I forg- learned to forgive him, but also, of course, forgiving people in general for hurting me, like even when they were hurting me, I could forgive them and let go and accept that that's that they were doing what was best for them and i learned to love deeper than i ever imagined loving and that's really where the the experience of abundance uh really took a whole new level in my life because i just i felt i i loved him like i literally loved him more then than i did the day i married him and the only way I can explain, it's hard to explain, but it's just I had compassion. I could see what he was going through, and this wasn't him. This was just an experience he was going through, and he was struggling. And he didn't, it wasn't about me, and he didn't need judgment, and he didn't need somebody giving him a hard time for it. it he needed love. And, and that comes from, you know, I think for me personally, it comes from God's love uh, for me, and that that's, was flowing through me to him but i kept loving him and i kept saying you know what i love you and i believe in you And he's like i don't know why do you love somebody that doesn't love you and all this stuff and then uh you know it but it got to the point where i could love unconditionally and um and it gave me greater empathy it, it made me a better coach made me a better friend um when my dad passed away last year i was at so much at peace uh, with my relationship with my father, but also being able to uh, help my mom through it, um, understanding what it feels like to have so much loss, and to be able to be at peace with it, and to embrace what 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 is, what what you, what what you know, what life throws at you, you know, and being able to 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 breathe through it, if that makes sense. And uh, I mean, there is a happy ending to that story, by the way. Uh, my husband, all that love that I poured out. Um, even after he moved out, even we hadn't talked in 18 months, uh, we actually met at divorce court in, uh, about six months ago and we were going to get the paperwork done and, and be, you know, be done with it. And long story short, we started talking and he had been through some inner work himself and, and, uh, soul searching for himself. And he asked me to take him back and I did, and it has been absolutely amazing we have a, a better relationship than we've ever possibly we, that we ever possibly could have had had we not gone th- gone through that difficult uh time and uh it's been it's been fantastic so I wouldn't change any of it wouldn't want to go through it again but I also wouldn't want it I wouldn't change anything because I've learned so much through it
0: Wow, I did not expect that <laughs> that outcome. Uh, I'm very happy for you guys. I really am on on all accounts. And some of the stuff you're talking about here, Nicole, is is really at the top of my mind because it's stuff that I've been personally studying from a couple books that I've I've been introduced to. One is the outward outward mindset. And the other one's called leadership uh, self self goodness. I can't remember. The and name
1: self-deception, self deception. The art of self deception. Yeah, the art of S-
0: self deception. Yeah, yeah, really, really good books. And what we're talking, you, what you did here, and I know you know because this is what your background is. But for the guys that are out there, and women, by the way, like 38% of the listeners are women. Uh, that's a hard thing to deal with. That's a hard thing to, you know, accept and and realize what you did. You had, you, you went from an inward mindset to an outward mindset and said, okay, this is for him. This isn't about me. This is where he's got to go in both accounts, both your partner and your uh, husband. And it, it really frees your mind to start letting them do what they got to do, which is very hard to do, especially for your husband. I totally get that. But ultimately, it works out, it makes you much more peace, because the other book, a part of that whole series is the anatomy of peace. It's, this is all the Arbinger training, and just amazing way to start thinking of other people, and where they're at in their life, and let them do what they have to do, uh, and then just kind of be there for them.
1: And there is an ease to that. You know, we talk about it being difficult. And and yeah, in the beginning, it it is difficult. Mm -hmm. But there comes a point where there is an ease and there is such a peace that surpasses all understanding that, you know, people said to me, oh, well, you know, cause I just always felt that he was going to come back and I had people saying, well, you're not going to take him back. Right. I mean, of mm-hmm. course you would never take him back. Why would you take somebody like back like that? And all the, you can hear it all right. The judgment, the of tension, mm-hmm. and the resistance. And, uh, there is such an ease now, love, is love. some people think of it as soft and mushy and so forth. Uh, you're talking about true unconditional love is very strong, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of courage. But there is an ease to it. And that's where abundance actually is. In, it's when you're in flow. It's, it's, it's not struggling. I didn't have to struggle. I looked at him, and I saw him after 18 months. I'm looking, and we're standing outside the courthouse, and he gave me a big hug, and I went, huh, that's interesting. And then we had these conversations, you know, we were talking, talking, talking at the end, and I was like, wow, you know what, this was really nice. And it was okay. And even though I knew all the stuff that had gone on, there was ease, there was a peace about it, I had no judgment towards him. And I think that's it's a big part of why he even wanted to entertain the thought of, of getting back together again, because there was no judgment
0: there was only acceptance. There was only love. For you and I, it is a little bit easier because we understand a little bit more. But for those, and I just bring this up because I know, that, like you said, all the other people that really don't have this type of mindset, this abundance mindset, and this outward mindset is the initial thing is to just react and react in oh, emotion. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, I totally did. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. Oh, yeah. And you said not get into too much into the details, but it's just natural for us to do that, especially in the emotions. And one thing I've always learned and I've always, even when I was an equal opportunity advisor and I had people come to my office and they're just so irate or they're upset for whatever reason, I would always, I would usually calm them down and then make an appointment because we could not have any resolution with emotions involved, especially emotions that are that deep.
1: Yes. Well, high emotion leads to low intelligence, mm-hmm. as one of my mentors used to say. In fact, I think it was Marty Seligman, that, that he did a study and said that when you get into a high emotional state, your intelligence goes down, by, I think it was like 34%, 35%, something like that. It literally goes down, where you just don't think straight. I mean, how many people have ever said something that they wished they hadn't said afterwards? Or... Been in a situation where they didn't know what to say, and then ten minutes later they're in the car driving, you know, driving down the road, and then they're thinking, "Oh, I should have said this, and I should have said that, and I should have said this." Why? Because mm-hmm. we have this amygdala hijack in our brain that is survival. It's this. It's the kicking in the survival mode where it's fight, flight, or freeze. And you know, and for a lot of us, we just freeze. You know, so, well, not all. I'm mm. a fighter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, I am too. Unfortunately. So, but. Yeah, it's gotten me in a little bit of trouble now and again. I, when you say that, I think of road rage. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody cuts you off and you think something's been taken from you and literally nothing has been taken from you. Maybe two seconds of your time in the in the path towards your destination. And literally people have pulled out guns on the road and, and shot into other cars. And So what you just said is very profound. I've never heard it put that way. But the the higher the emotion, the lower the intelligence – man, that, that is 100%. I'm going to be looking more into that and using that more often because it makes perfect sense to me. Mm. So what are some good news stories? Now you've got this, your 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 business, and we kind of got into how you got it started, Discover the Edge, and that whole process. What are some good news stories that have come from that, as well as what's, how has your podcast been affecting other people?
1: Mm, great question. So I'll start off with the uh, first part of that question. Um, You know, I have the opportunity of working with some pretty amazing people, um, entrepreneurs and business owners, some starting out brand new start, don't know what to do, just are like, okay, what do I do to start a business? And other ones that have been very uh, seasoned uh, in, in business. And, um, you know, one of the opportunities that I had was with a, a gentleman who had a business, was working very hard. Actually, he was working seven days a week and, um, Working out of his house, and he was struggling. He'd been struggling for a few years to really make a go of it, and uh, we end up going through a six-week program dealing with mindset. And uh, because everything starts off with mindset, you want to change your results. Yeah, results come from actions and behaviors, but what imp- influences your actions and behaviors is your mindset. Now, what influences your mindset is your uh, is your strengths and your your um, your personality and your talents, your natural-born talents even more so is your belief system. It's your belief system. What do you what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about others? And what do you believe about the world around you? So that program, that six-week program we started with, was designed around mindset to identify what does he see? How does he see himself? How does he see others? How does he see the world around him? And in four weeks, he was able to increase his sales 150%. But not only that, uh, he also shaved off 18 hours of his work week Mm-hmm. And uh, we went on to continue continued to work together. He doubled his business year over year, and uh, worked with him for a few years. And what was beautiful about that, he was actually um, just around his late 50s when we started working together. And uh, he ended up, so I said, he ended up doubling his business year over year. Um, you know, we had to. He actually called me the the, the best chiropractor ever because his back started to, you know, uh, relax. And I said, well, that's because you're sleeping, um, and you're taking days off. So he, you know, he worked down to less hours, making more money and less time. And he got to, you know, chance to spend time with his wife and they go on regular date nights and uh, when he turned 60 he ran his first marathon this was a gentleman that was out of shape that had not been to the gym in years and years and years and he ended up running his first marathon so that's a really great story and it's also a testament to the power of mindset and putting shifting your mindset how everything changes from there and then of course we worked on strategy and systems and all that stuff in his business but it started with mindset so that's one story um there's lots of that you know i've worked with uh, successful business owners that are the top of their game, having the top franchise in their franchise system in the country, and, and yet at the same time, behind the scenes, being in total mess, total chaos, family feuding, uh, you know, people, partners, family partners. Uh, getting messy and and all of that and and health issues and being able to turn that around, transform the culture, shift people into doing what they're good at playing to their strengths, which is a premise to everything that I do is to help people to put themselves in the position to win by playing to their strengths, doing what they love and, uh, and building a business around what they love to do and what they're great at so, so that they can make money and do it all the time. But um, you know, great stories that, you know, how we were able to just bring peace And most of my clients come to me because they want to increase their sales team performance or profitability. And I'll say, yeah, we'll do that. That's not a problem. We'll certainly do that. But what I really want you to do is I want you to come back and say, Nicole, I love my life. Because if you can come back and say that, then I know that not only have we dealt with your business and got your business into a a financially, uh, a profitably, you know, a profitable business that's financially sound, that is long-term, sustainable But we've also worked on your relationships, and we've worked on your health and so that you can actually enjoy, truly enjoy your life. Um, From the side of of Leaders of Transformation, uh, I get stories all the time of people that have said, wow, you know what? This has really made a difference, that that podcast. And I really appreciate you even saying, wow, I love that podcast. I really resonated with that, even though it was that one that I forgot about from years ago. But, you know, there's... You know, just being able to share and encourage stories of encouragement, and I, and I get that a lot, where people would say, you know, it made a difference that they heard somebody share their story and it encouraged them to start something. Uh, I get messages from people in Bangladesh and India and Pakistan and people that are wanting to start businesses, and, um, you know, they reach out and they're like, how do I do it? But it's all through the podcast that I'm able to have those conversations, so...
0: Wow. A lot said there. Yeah. That
1: was a long, long answer. Sorry. No, It was a
0: very good answer. I absolutely love it because there's so much to learn there. And first on the first point, as far as the good news stories that you were sharing, you know, it's, that's the power of a coach guys. That right there is the power of a coach because a coach can see things, you know what you want. For instance, most of your clients want, you know, more revenue in their business and they want their business to flow better. But ultimately it all came back to the abundance mindset and getting their, their, Their personal life squared away, getting their their mindset right so that they're spending more time taking care of themselves, spending time with family, doing leisure time. These are the things that people don't want to take the time because I got to grind, grind, grind. I got to hustle, hustle, hustle. I got to sell. I always got to be doing this and doing that in reference to the business. And then you start leaving your personal life alone. You start leaving your family alone. And you don't realize if you put more time into that, there's a little bit more time than what you were doing, then everything else is going to come together. And like you said it perfectly, abundance is being in the flow. And uh, just a great, great message there. Mm, Thank you. My pleasure. So we are, I just love having these conversations and I could go on forever, but (laughs) we're going to go into the pay it forward round. You ready to do that? Sure. Awesome. So share one to three actionable steps that our men of abundance can take today.
1: I think one of the f- the first things that came to mind uh, when I was thinking this through is gratitude. Uh, gratitude express gratitude. And some people think gratitude, but there's a difference between thinking gratitude and expressing gratitude. Thinking gratitude is saying, Wow, you know what I, this person, I really appreciate what they're doing. Saying it, though is and expressing it is a whole different thing because not only are are you getting present to it, but you get the opportunity to bless the other person so uh, express gratitude take the opportunity for the people that are working in your company uh, your family the people that are the closest to you that you take for granted don't take them for granted be grateful and look for all the things that you have to be grateful for because the more that you see what you have to be grateful for the more you will realize how abundant your life already is and then you will attract you'll be like a magnet and attracting more abundance to you that's number one Mm. Uh, number Number two goes very closely aligned with that is be present. Be present with people. Pay attention to what's going on in other people's lives. Get outside yourself for a moment and just notice what is actually going on with other people. I think one of the biggest challenges we have right now in society, because everybody is so busy, 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 is being present. They're not present. They're, they're as, as uh, somebody that I know so eloquently put, said, we are exchanging data, we are not communicating. And, uh, and so there's a big difference there. So be present with people and take the time to listen. And number three, I would say is invest the time to figure out what are your strengths and what is your passion, and then build your life around living those out every single day. Mm -hmm. Those would be the three things I would recommend.
0: You've said that multiple times throughout our conversation, uh, focusing on your strengths. And I 100% agree with that. Some people will say, you know, you need to, Uh, improve your weaknesses and, in the process, uh, focus on your strength. But then you're diluting yourself a little bit. I am a big believer in, yeah, some of the weaknesses you do need to kind of improve a little bit. But at some point, let somebody else take care of that part especially in business when we're talking about business but even in your personal life there's certain things that you would rather not do that you know you're not good at so pay somebody else to do that if you're if you're able to do that or let somebody else do that when you focus on your strengths you make yourself that much better and you're able to really present yourself so much better in the community in your family and so on
1: well if you've got people especially in business If you've got people that are playing to their strengths and you are out there in the marketplace, so-called competing with them, right, for the same business, you think about it. If they're a 10 and you're a three, you might work really, really hard and get to a six or seven or, you might even get to an eight, right? Mm -hmm. But you're still an eight Mm -hmm. versus them being a 10. And, And I think that when we do that, when we are not playing to our strengths, when we're playing to our weaknesses, we're actually living somebody else's life. We're trying to be something that we're not. Mm. And there's so much ease and grace in playing to your strengths. It comes so naturally to you. That's the funny thing. Most of the time when I'm asking people, what are your strengths? What, you know, what are you really great at? They don't even know what it is because mm. it is so innate that they've been doing it effortlessly their whole life. Yeah. There's a clue there. If you do that and now you build and invest your time into learning how to do that better, you, you know, the, the sky's
0: the limit. Agreed, agreed. And in some cases, I refer to that as the curse of knowledge. You, you, It just seems natural to you, like everybody knows this. This is, you know, second nature to me. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life, Nicole?
1: Well, I start my day uh, every day being grateful. I, I do it uh, laying in bed even, you know, sometimes just praying and just being grateful for everything that that, I, that is, that I have, that I've experienced. Uh, number two is uh, set your intention for the day. You know, you go, most of us go into the day with a to do list, but that's not necessarily an intention. So looking at it and saying, what do I choose to create today? Your thoughts and your words have creative power. What do you choose to create today? Uh, and set that intention and then elevate your mindset you know, what we've been talking about here, you know, is elevate your mindset, get around people that are positive thinking, uh, forward moving, inspired people, people that are learning and growing. Uh, if you hang around stagnant people or people that have settled for, then uh, you're going to be who you hang out with. You If you want a cold, hang out with people with a cold. Now you can mm-hmm. encourage them, but there's got to be a balance. There's got to be enough, there's got to be more people that are expanding your mindset. Uh, so that you can have something to give to the people that are stagnant or are struggling and you can encourage them and uplift them.
0: Right, exactly. You are, in fact, the average of the five people or however many people that you spend the most time with and that's just going to rub off on you for sure. And I also like to say in caveat to that is if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes, (laughs) that's so true. What do you, what would you recommend to our abundant leaders to read or listen to and why?
1: So I would recommend a book that actually I'm reading right now. And it was interesting because my husband picked it up over the summer. And he said, have you read this book? And I said, no, I haven't. Um, Joel Osteen's book, The Power of I Am. That book is so profound. It's so simple and yet so profound. Um, I teach this a lot. Whatever comes after the I am, right? It's like I am too slow or i am too old or i am a masterpiece i am powerful i am courageous whatever comes after the i am becomes who you are uh repeatedly and so he talks about that in there and and it's um the two words he's, he i think the tagline and that is the two words that you know that have the power to change your life so joel osteen's book the power of i am the second book i would say is tony robbins awaken the giant within it's an old book 25 years 30 years old But it is excellent and has a lot of transformational uh, teachings in there. Very powerful. And the third one is listen to podcasts. You know, find the area that you want to learn about, whether it's entrepreneurship, relationships, health, whatever. And go out there and seek the podcasts that have amazing guests, that people you can learn from every day. It's free. Put it in your car. Listen to it while you're on the way to work or, or at home taking care of the kids or whatever, but listen to, uh, people that are, you know, in that space. And, and, uh, I think it'll make a huge difference. It's what you put in, right? Garbage in, garbage out, good in, good out. Just keep pouring that great, good information in. And then taking action on it, of course.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you snuck that in there. That's absolutely correct, is taking action. So many people read so many books, never take action. I've read both uh, Power of I Am and Awaken a Giant uh, within amazing, absolutely amazing books, Transformational. And then, of course, 300,000 plus podcasts out there on darn near every single subject. Some I wouldn't recommend, but there are podcasts out there on some crazy subjects that you could either get entertained or at least get educated on. Yes. Amazing. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? <laughs> I would say their BS, mm. their belief systems. <laughs> I like that.
1: Yeah. their beliefs about themselves, mm-hmm. the beliefs about the about other people and the world around them. If they, if you believe that the world is a scarce place, that you have to work hard to be successful, that people are cheap or people are going to screw you and they're not to be trusted, then you will get that. And and if you don't believe that you're capable of being successful, you won't be. It's all in the belief systems.
0: Absolutely agree. And even for those of you out there, and you know, we have this conversation all the time is even if you know what you want, you know, you want to have a, either a better job, better relationship, better health and fitness uh, better business. You know that's what you want in your mind, but also in the back of your mind, you still, you still got the, those old recordings playing. They're still back there from the people who told you you can't do that, who are, you, who are you to think you can do that type of thing. All that's still there. So you need to get that stuff out. And one of the best ways to get that stuff out is to go refer to some of the books that we just talked about, Get the podcasts in your head, get a coach, get a mentor, get somebody who can help you get, change the recordings. The stuff's always going to be there, but you got to change those recordings a little bit uh, to really start moving forward. Because like Nicola said several times, action's important, but without the right mindset, you're simply not going to move forward in the direction that you really want to go. Yes. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Nicole?
1: Hmm. To me, living a life of abundance is being fully, living fully alive um, in all senses of the word, just feeling alive and vibrant, doing what you love, uh, giving yourself, giving of yourself, your strengths and your, your talents, giving them to others, sharing them with the world and, uh, and love, you know, it's when you're in that space of pure love, loving myself and loving others. And that's the uh, the love, and I'm talking about a pure, unconditional love of, of total acceptance, no matter what. Um, that, to me, is a life of abundance.
0: It is indeed. So we're going to close this up. Before we do, what would you like to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation? Mm, life is short. Play to win. Simple enough. I love it. Absolutely love it. Nicole, we're going to have everything that you got going on, all of your links and everything linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Guys, all of the, everything else we talked about, I'm going to do everything I can to get it all linked up in the show notes so you can go there and get it. You don't have to worry about writing a lot of this stuff down, as you know I always say. And Nicole, amazing conversation. I absolutely knew it would be. I truly appreciate your time. Go out and live your life of abundance. Aloha. Mm. Oh, thank you. Thank you,
1: Wally. I really appreciate being here.
0: All right, guys, do something about that BS, your belief system. And I promise you, you will be well on your way to living your life of abundance. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward.
1: That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we
0: shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.